Welcome everybody to another episode of the King's Table, where it's all about bourbon, brotherhood, breaking bread. Every single week, I'm at Home Depot and Lowe's. Somebody stealing something. Well, so you telling me <laughs> they can be stopped? I, I, that's well, what that's what's called. That's what they call loss prevention. Right. You well, I guess understand. home. I guess Home Depot and Lowe's don't have a loss prevention department. Then. They they might not have a robust loss prevention department. However, those people could still be prosecuted and stopped. Yeah, if they're caught by the police, but not yeah. by the employees. Yeah, if I all I gotta do is ID you, and you can go into jail. This is not nah, LA County. Nah. Yeah, this is absolutely. You keep saying LA works. County. This, I'm telling Mecklenburg County. If you you can go to Lowe's right now, and you can go walk out of there and steal something. Mm-hmm. If Lowe's decide to call the cops and they can prove you stole it, you going to jail. All right, let's go. Let's go try that now. Nah, that ain't that ain't <laughs> <laughs> that ain't what I'm here for. <laughs> In fact, yo, what's what's the last thing you stole? I don't. I've never stolen anything. You, you've never stolen your life. I don't steal nothing. No, yeah. I don't steal anything. You never stole. Nah, so not you, that I know right, of. All right, so you never took something that didn't belong. The to only you. thing I've ever taken. I mean, I, okay, so <laughs> when I was in the military, I did, I did, um, I did acquire. Acquire, okay. And you know, I did acquire a, a, a case, like a big case of, uh, of Newports. Okay. And um, being that we were downrange, Americans like to smoke Newports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was lucrative for me. Yo, Tosh, every time somebody, exactly. every time I ask this question, right? <laughs> oh, I don't steal. I never I don't steal. But that don't make me a thief. No one's calling you a thief. <laughs> no one's calling you a thief. However, I don't steal. The question was, what's the last <laughs> thing you stole? <laughs> that was before I was saved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's great. That's and crazy. Tosh is over here thinking, I I never stole anything. Never and, and look at her face. Her right. face just totally changed like, when uh, you when you gave your confession. The thing is, you know the the real question is, how recently was it? How recent? <laughs> you so, took something that. But that's why to. you had to start with the <laughs> with the what's the last thing you stole? True. Then bring it up to current. Like yo, when <laughs> I don't when I don't, the last time you stole it was that was, was twenty it? years ago. 20 years ago. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing tonight? Man, I'm great. Doing I'm good. great. I'm great. I'm great trying to get better with this. Uh, yeah. This Jim Bean double oak. Double, double, double oak joint. Double oak, double smoke. <laughs> yeah. I know y'all heard three glasses clink. You got to take a sip. Clink, clack. Got our lovely sister here, our lovely sister Queen here. She's the Queen. engineer slash producer extraordinaire. Queen Tosh with the glasses. Mm-hmm. She's been doing a great job keeping us in check. My lip gloss is popping. My glasses are cool. I know we've been behind. No, you've been behind. Uh, no, nah, I ain't been behind. I don't know. I feel like pointing fingers today. You don't, should. Don't play with me. Remember, if you point one, that's four points back at you. I'm pointing my hand at you, the prayer hand. <laughs> you can point your prayer hand at me, I'm, but I know that password ain't updated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. man, there's a lot going on in um. It's a lot going on. A lot going too. on in the world. We on the verge of World War Three. That's what they say. 
as we sit here, October 20th. October 20th. 2022. 10-20-2022. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a numerologist out there that has some symbolic reason for that. I think October's a good month, though. October? October's the only month that have these great numbers in it. Mm. Ones and zeros. Legends are also born. It's a matrix. In October. Legends. That's what's up. Mm. Legends. Mm-hmm. So we got World War Three popping. World War Three. Man, we got um, Mr. East, uh, also, also formerly known as Con to the Easy. Are we allowed to say his name though? We allowed to say his name. Well, you know, legally, he's it's changed his name to Yay. Yeah, yeah. So, if you want to refer to him as that, is Yay. I mean, you know. I have a nostalgia for the old days, you know, late registration. So mm-hmm. I, I tend to call him Kanye. You know, that that's the only person I recognize. To be honest with you, I feel like if his mom was here, mm-hmm. she would call him Kanye. Oh, for sure. She probably wouldn't call him Jesus. So, sacrilege. Are we referring to him as Kanye or Ye? I like the con part of the Kanye though. That's con. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like I like to uh please elaborate on that con on that con bit. Well, if you ain't been living under a rock, he recently I'm well he's he's been saying a lot of things for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh a lot of a lot of off the wall stuff, a lot of controversial stuff, I'll say it like that. And so recently he was on Drink Champs with Nori. Um and he said some things there that uh a lot of people took took offense to, you know, specifically his conversation about the Jews, and you know, he made some some uh, some claims about the Jewish race. He made some claims about um, black people being uh, what, what he called the lost the twelve lost tribes of Israel. He talked. He made some claims about George Floyd that were very controversial. Um, talked about. Uh, you know, and his, you know, he said that that George Floyd um, died from not from asphyxiation, mm-hmm. but from uh, fentanyl, according to uh, you know. So yeah, he he said a lot of stuff, a lot of a, a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, did you see that interview? I watched a little bit of it, um, but it got you know it got pulled down um, mm-hmm. after about a day. And you know the thing is with Nori when when he has people on like that's that's a half a day yeah Ain't nobody got that much time um, call me so, a loser well I mean you know to each his own I mean I, I love it but it's, I can only consume drink chaps in like forty five minute segments yeah so depending on who they have like so I I know I watched the whole interview I watched the whole interview yeah um I I debated on if I should watch it mm-hmm. but I knew some shit was gonna come out. Oh yeah, especially after mm-hmm. saying the whole white lives matter. Yeah. And I I really wanted to hear his reasoning and his perspective behind that. Yeah. And oh, did I get my money worth? Well, you got a lot. <laughs> I got, got my lot. I got my money worth, boy, I tell you. You got a lot. Um, but I I do respect Nori cuz if you if you're saying that you're a journalist, yeah. You have to be open to other perspectives, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. 
you have to allow your platform to be able to be non-biased. You have to allow the person who you're sitting down with to have the opportunity to speak. I'm saying, um, so it's, it's, it's almost unfair. Like, yeah, what, what he said was, was wrong. Mm -hmm. A a lot of stuff that he said was wrong. Um, but a lot of stuff he was saying was also like, right. Yeah. I I think the thing is, so I think for Nori specifically, um, Nori, I don't think has an opinion on this stuff. I I think he said his drink champs. It's saying, like, me, you come out here, get drunk, we talk yeah. shit. That's it. But essentially, you know, I mean, the, the whole basis of the show is supposed to be to celebrate really our hip-hop heroes, mm-hmm. right? You know, the legends in the game. Um, and I think what Nori did, so I respect Nori for, you know, having a, a diverse group of hip-hop artists to come there. For sure. Um, and, and just people in the hip-hop, you know, atmosphere. However... Um, I do also respect Nori for pulling that episode down. And I think part of the reason why I say that is because for Nori, he has to protect his product. Mm -hmm. And if drink champs becomes politics champs or conspiracy champs or, you know, what plug in whatever word you want to use, then it's no longer what he intended it to be and what we love it for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drink Champs is one of my favorite podcasts. It's one of the most most downloaded podcasts out there. Um, and I love that because, like, as a, as a student, as a child of hip-hop, like, man, I, I love to see them have the hip-hop heads on there. The, the legends. Yeah, the legends. <clears throat> but but it, and I don't want, I don't, I, I want that to be kind of sacred in a sense. Yeah. So I, I agree with you 100%. But... To, in all fairness, if you're a journalist and there's an opportunity to advance your platform, why not take advantage of that? Well, yeah, I mean, just having the name Kanye West, nigga, we grow. Everybody know that 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 was gonna be yeah. a, a very well watched oh, yeah. <laughs> episode because it's it's kind of like you know people are gonna tune into that. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you drive down 85 and you're going northbound and there's a wreck. On the southbound lane, mm-hmm. traffic's gonna slow down. Both sides. Yeah, because everybody likes to watch a car wreck. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it it is like there's no such thing as bad publicity in entertainment, right? And Nori has figured that out. Nori likes to call himself a journalist. He, Nori's not a journalist. He's not, but, but he's a self-proclaimed journalist. Yeah, he's a self-proclaimed journalist. So you have to you have to be held accountable to that level yeah. of degree. Because if, if you're a self-proclaimed fighter, you get in the ring, you, you, can't, you can't say, don't punch me in my face. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, think, I, I think this is also a, probably a lesson for Nori, too. Like, he probably wants to, I would suggest, if, if I was in his circle, I would say, we might want to pull back on calling yourselves a journalist, because mm-hmm. then people will start to hold you to, that, to a to journalistic that. standard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. level of accountability, I don't think yeah. they're ready for. And especially if you're going to be drunk. Yeah. If you're gonna be drunk and high, and high, at the same damn at time. the same time, when somebody's saying something that you may drunk, want to challenge, at the same time, <laughs> I get drunk, I get high at you the know? same damn time. But yeah, if you want to go deeper on that, yeah, I think that should be our intro, bro. That's, well, I, I get drunk, I get high at the same. We'll talk about time. that. I get drunk. <laughs> we'll, I get we'll put a poll out for that. Okay. But so that's specifically one. later on in the episode, I'm gonna drop another song. Okay, right, cool. but specifically about um, 
Kanye West. Hold on, let's finish on Nori first because mm-hmm. I think there's more to unpack about Nori, and yeah. and and for him to go on this apologizing tour, mm-hmm. I he got some he got a lot of calls. Oh yeah, I'm sure he got a lot of calls, yeah. and some of the calls that he got mm-hmm. were from from the same people that Nori, I mean that Kanye was talking about or Ye uh-huh. was talking about. Yeah, well, the, yeah. the, the Jews. Yeah, if you're in the entertainment yeah, industry, yeah, yeah. how do you avoid it? You can't. Right. So what I'm saying, I, I and hearing him call the Breakfast Club, you know, what I'm saying like, I ain't never heard Nori speak like that before in my life. Like yeah. talking fast, stuttering. He usually stuttered, but the yeah, way he was stuttering. I'm saying like you could tell he was nervous and and really just trying to clean it up. But I, I don't think that here, here's my issue with with entertainment mm-hmm. and and the Jews. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, the people that run entertainment. Mm-hmm. All right. They profit off of trauma, off of black trauma. They profit off of black entertainment. They profit off of black violence, sweat, tears. I'm saying we make a dollar, they make a hundred. Yeah. I'm saying, and there's no ownership. There's no real true ownership. And because I mean, even Revolt, I'm saying, even Diddy got folks that he has to. I mean, he's got partners. Right. So, so yeah, he's the face, but like the the hat's not only on his head. Right. To them saying, like, say, okay, this is. 100% and solely owned by by us. Uh-huh. It's not FUBU. Right. I'm saying so it's like the the position that we're in as black people I'm saying that's always being controlled like yo I I feel one's frustration that would like to speak out on the the foot that's been on my neck and that's been on our neck I'm saying like since the conception of hip hop. Yeah. Cuz look how many legends are broke I'm saying it was this big controversy that I'm saying academics had yeah. with I'm saying the statement that he made, mm-hmm. which was geared towards a specific person, broken dusty, right? right? But if you look at the playing field, like yo, that's the reality. Like, yeah, we we don't we don't own we don't even own our masters. Not no. we. I'm not I'm not an artist. Yeah, but but many many yeah. artists don't. Yeah. So so it's like how could you be in a position? And them saying like really have a stake in the industry when you don't own anything. Right. So being being somebody that has a voice, being somebody that has the finances, the funds, being somebody that has the brand recognition, mm-hmm. and that's fed up. Like yo, I, I don't think that I don't think that he was the right voice to say, but he's the biggest voice to express those sentiments. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, there, there's a, a ton to unpack with that. So I think the first thing is, you know, Kanye West essentially said, well, let's talk about what he said. So he said some stuff like essentially he said like, you know, the Jews run hip hop. Like they run entertainment. They own everything. You know, they got their foots on our neck. Um, you know, they, you know, it's, it's the, so some of the same stuff that, you know, if you've been around a while, you hear all these things where people say the Jews this and that, right? And the thing and for the for the record, we love we love Jews, <laughs> we love the Jews. You, you know, my my, my I thing, just wanted to put that out there. Well, I'm, I'm glad you put that disclaimer I, we, out there. We love the Jews. I mean, my thing with with, with we Kanye love you guys. and what he said, 
is much of what he was saying is really just things that he's parroting from talking points that have been around since God knows how long about the Jews, right? Essentially, everything that he was saying, if you go read the protocols of the elders of Zion, you would find all of these things in there, right? But the other piece to this is like when he says, oh, you know, the Jews run entertainment. That's not a lie in the sense that many of the studio owners and heads are Jewish, right? That is not a lie. However, it could be a mischaracterization to say that that's somehow nefarious, right? And then if you, even if you talk about like Nori, for instance. So during the interview, Steve Rifkin, who is a well-known Jew, mm -hmm. right, in the hip-hop industry, he's managed all the artists. He's done all these deals for all our major artists. Some of the most classic hip-hop albums of all time would have never seen the light of day had it not been for Steve Rifkin, was in the room. Right. And he didn't stand up and say, Kanye, shut up. Right. But Nori had to, you know, because he's the, the softest place to land for somebody like Kanye West. All he could do is just sit there and stutter. Right. Because he was inebriated. Mm -hmm. And then once he went back and watched it, he was like, oh, man, I don't agree with this. Right. Not only that. Also, like, yeah, that I'm sure he got a call from Puff and Puff was like, don't forget who the partners are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take it down. Right? Because, you know, Nori has, he, he can bring anybody on the show that he wants. Right? So he's got that full artistic control. Mm -hmm. And so I know if I'm Puff, I'm looking at it like, when you mess up, my bag is messed up. And if my bag is messed up and I'm above you, you taking that down. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't think it was bad business for Nori to do what he did. But to your point about like, yeah, you know, Puff Daddy, he don't own Revolt as a single, you know, single black guy or a whole. You know, my question is, how much do we know that he shopped that idea to other black people with money? Right. And what how, idea? How, the idea for Revolt. OK. And how much was he rejected? You know, we don't know. We don't know that. Right. But I think it's very easy for us to s turn around and say, well, well, the Jews on part of revolt. So they in control of that, too. And then leave it to float out there as if it's something nefarious. I'm not trying to be an apologist for Jewish people. That's definitely not my stance. But the fact of the matter is a lot of stuff Kanye West was saying on that podcast was was just false. And the thing is, we're as black people, we are so tired of being oppressed We've been so downtrodden. Our experience in America has been so terrible that anything that confirms our bias against what we deem as oppression is like honey to us. It's so, sweet to us. So here, here's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. in defense of Kanye West, or Ye, he, he wasn't coming from a place of... of maliciousness he was clearly saying yo i'm jealous which me sitting here bro having this conversation mm -hmm. and just thinking about just in this very moment thinking about all the other communities that are successful mm -hmm. that could shut shit down that could start movements that are respected mm -hmm. black people don't have that we don't you know what i'm saying so it's like 
Yeah, that that's definitely something to be jealous about. Especially, yo, we're we're making you all the money, yeah. whether it's whether it's sports, music, yeah. you're saying you name it. Like, what we're 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 making you all the money. So, the ones that are at the top mm-hmm. that have the money, yeah, that that is something to be jealous about. Because because well, because y'all have something that we don't have, and that's cohesiveness. Right. But here's the thing. Jealousy is nothing more than a wasted emotion in every facet that ever comes out. It's always a wasted emotion, right? The thing is, we can be jealous of what Jewish people have, mm-hmm. but one thing about it is we've not lost our ability, right? Like every time... What, what ability? To sing, to dance, to build, to play sports. We can do all of those things. I could, I've never lost my ability to pick cotton, you know, to, to breastfeed little white babies. But to, you don't have to pick cotton today. You don't have to breastfeed white babies today, right? The, the truth of the matter is the, this. The ability is there. The ability is to there. To do those things. However. But I'm not profiting off of those things. Okay, but nobody's profiting off black people breastfeeding babies in 2022. The thing is this. I would love to be breastfed. <laughs> the, the thing is, is, it's this simple. Like, yo, it's America, right? Kanye West likes to get on these shows and espouse the fact that he's worth nine billion dollars. Eleven now. Well, eleven. I don't know where Allegedly, I don't know where I don't know either because <laughs> the people that seem to verify this stuff don't. Their numbers don't match his. But yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's neither here nor there. But the fact of the matter is Kanye West is financially free, mm-hmm. right? So he can get out there and with his financially free self act as if he's somehow overly persecuted in a way that his life is made more difficult than everybody else. But the fact is Kanye West can go out there and say, I'm going DEFCON 3 on a Jew today mm-hmm. and he ain't going to be worth no less money tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? But and that's why we saying we love yeah our brothers and sisters. But but if a black like if a person that's just you know let's say you are a mid level upper mid level executive at a bank a large bank right and you get on Twitter and say that your career is over. Mm-hmm. Kanye West is free, right? So and, and that's why everybody's running to have a. An interview with him. Yeah. And the other thing that I notice about this situation is this. Kanye West, with his financially free self, right, is not on the front line. He's on the front lines of controversy when he's got something to sell. But when he doesn't have something to sell, we don't see him trying to build up the black community in this way that he complains about. Oh, the Jews got the Jews money staying in their neighborhood nine days, right? Black people staying in nine minutes, right? But he ain't going to build a black neighborhood. He ain't building Wakanda. He ain't doing what Akon's doing. He did build a black right? school, though. He built a black school. Okay, that's not a start? That's a period. With your $9 billion. I think it's a start. It's a start, right? But you can't also then turn back around and complain. You have no room. You have no room to complain, in my opinion, right? You should be above complaining because you think and live twenty five years ahead of everybody else. So what the hell are you complaining about the present for, mm-hmm. right? When it's convenient for him, because everything he was saying up there was bullshit. Not everything. 
Most of it was like ninety percent of it was straight bullshit. Nah, I would say about fifty percent of it was bullshit. It's bullshit nonetheless. I give it. I give it. Bullshit nonetheless. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a lot of truth. Again, if it was coming from, I'm saying a, a more respected in our community, a more respected voice um, with facts and data. Um, it would have been received a little bit different. But that's but the difference. That would have been facts and data instead right. of speculation. And right. So I, I think what he was saying has a lot of truth, but mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't present the facts and data with along along with what he was saying makes it seem like it's irrelevant or not true. Or well, I, I think false. the thing is like it's, it's just... It's the messenger. For the most part, it's, it's just false. We're, right? fo- we're focused on the messenger. Well, I mean, that's what we focus on. Because listen to everything we're saying, yeah. Kanye, 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 yeah. and nothing about what he was saying. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about some of the things he was saying, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and you gotta you gotta all, you gotta always take a, a deeper look at things, right? Like I said, the man is when he's trying to sell something, that's when he's out there, right? So, peep game. That next album's gonna be fire. He <laughs> literally, hopefully, is is better than the last. Hopefully, yeah, but um. He's one of the benefactors of Candace Owens' new project, right? Can <laughs> if y'all can if y'all can see that events is already drunk. He he dropped the cap of the bottle into his glass. I sure did. So he got to take the whole shot now to disinfect it. But anyway, like so, he's one of the benefactors of Candace Owens' new documentary project. And one of the things that she points out in her documentary and documentary is that in you know her opinion or whatever George Floyd was an unworthy martyr right and you know black lives matter was you know like cuz the people that ran black lives matter they did what people that run big charities do and when they're unchecked they go take that money and they go use it for personal big stuff facts. right nice houses yeah. <laughs> but also she says things like George Floyd died not from asphyxiation but from fentanyl overdose when the two corners, one independent, one with the state, that did the autopsies and the toxicology reports on George Floyd, they both said that, yeah, it's pretty conclusive. He died from being strangled to death, essentially, right? But Kanye West knows this. Controversy sells. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to talk about one of the most sensitive subjects to have ever happened in the black community. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spit in their face and I'm going to spark them because now the white people who believe, you know, who, who go up with the Candace Owens route, mm-hmm. they're going to buy that documentary. 100%. Right. They're going to watch that. Right. And the black people going to get pissed off and they're going to start fighting each other about some shit I said. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's exactly what happened because you got half of us are like, well, Kanye is being a reasonable. He's crazy. He's saying some crazy stuff. And the other half is like, oh, he's a genius. He's so deep. I'm a free thinker, too. That's why I'm, well, you know, still living on 73rd. I, I, I don't think that there is anything genius about Kanye besides the music, the production. The music is genius. The production, not even the bars. Well, yeah. I mean, the bars they, have been watered down. Yeah, because there ain't nothing genius about his bars, but the production of the music. Yeah. So in, in that in that sense, sure, you're the Picasso on, <laughs> on the beat, mm-hmm. but um, but as far as what, I don't know. So I I, I think yes is a, a lot of mental health, 
But to your point, yeah, he's controversial when he's trying to sell something. Yeah. He's running for 2024. That's what he said. If this was a lot later in the interview where EFN asked him, yo, how would you stop us from going to a... To war. To war. He was like, don't don't quote me, but not verbatim, but um, he was like, I bring people together. Nah, yay, what what are you going to do? Yeah. Because the, the guy before this guy said he brought people together. But I think he did bring people together and he brought some folks together yeah it wasn't us at the capitol yeah yeah that was a beautiful gathering (laughs) but yeah so he he couldn't he didn't have an answer for for anything political that was asked and and nobody on that show is political so there's surface questions yeah and you couldn't even answer a surface question i i think that the the path that he's on there's nothing intellectual about the path that he's on. There's there's nothing. I don't even think that he has an agenda. You know no, what I'm saying? No. Like he's, he's just making noise right now yeah. just to make noise. Mm-hmm. He's making noise to, yes, obviously spot controversy. Yeah. Um, but I think inside he feels little. Mm. Wow. Inside he feels little. Wow. He lost everything that meant everything to him. That is absolutely true. Lost his wife. He doesn't have access to his children. Yeah. So it's like, what else do I have but this voice? Yeah. So I'm saying, why not? And in all fairness, I'm saying, like, not having access to your children. I'm mm-hmm. saying, still wanting to to have to your be there. To, to be there, have yeah. your wife, and I'm saying, have a family mm-hmm. under the the system that you believe that you believe. Yeah. I'm saying, like, he lost all of that. So right now, all he has to run off is his money, his his alleged net worth. Yeah, I'm saying, and the platform that he has. Right, and he knows he could spark controversy. He knows that I'm saying he could get attention because there's nobody paying him any attention right now. Right. And one thing that he was very adamant in the interview and saying is like, "Yo, where were y'all when I needed y'all to to vouch for me, or when I needed y'all help yeah. in seeing my children mm-hmm. or standing up?" Yeah. Then Nori's like, yo, well, as a man, you can't get in involved in another man's another relationship. Man's stuff, yeah. Cause it's like right. later on down the line, y'all gonna be together, then y'all gonna be looking at me weird because because yeah. I intervened and tried to be a reasonable a, a voice of reason. But um but I see what he's saying. But I think right now, and I'm saying the the man is hurt. Mm-hmm. Um all he has is this platform that the world is his platform. He could go anywhere, you know what I'm saying, do an interview, yeah. and everybody's going to tune in. Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody. Yeah. I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I can't imagine, like, the fact, you know, it's, he can't see his kids and, and this and that. Like, Bro, that shit's tough. I, 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 that's what, I'm going to tell you, yeah. I'm going to tell you, that's the worst. Can we cuss on this on the podcast? Well, it wouldn't be the first time somebody yeah, cursed on Yo, that, <laughs> that's the worst pain in the fucking world, bro. I can imagine. The worst pain in the fucking world. Yeah. Not being able to see your children. Yeah. And I, I can imagine. Especially, like, if you're involved. Yeah. Like, that's the worst pain in the world. Yeah. So, like, I can understand, like, yo, if 
if my mans ain't gonna listen to me, nobody's checking up on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna make some noise. Yeah, you know, I, I and I agree with that. I know, man. I don't like. I agree with that. <clears throat> I also think though, for Kanye West, here's a guy who has pretty well documented mental illness, mental health issues, and stuff like that. Um. And it's not like he doesn't have the resources to get the help that he needs. But it doesn't appear that he is really leaning into that type of healing. Um, and I wish he would. Right? Yo, money changes you, though. You got money. You're not really. You got the world, boy. The, the, the well, world is your oyster, as they say. Well, they say, you know, what money doesn't change you, it just exaggerates who you already are. Absolutely. And I feel like he was already like an egomaniac Absolutely. and a narcissist. And as you can see in some of his behavior, that's been exaggerated. It's been, yeah. Um, but also, it's like, yo, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, if, and this, I'm just speaking for myself. If I were in a situation where, you know, me and my wife was going through this issue and we got divorced and this and that, or, and, you know, I, I couldn't see my kids because the court felt like I was, like, not mentally stable and stuff like that, yo, take my phone. I don't need to tweet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I need to go get looked at. I need I need some healing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's always been under the 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 light of attention. That's true. Because even before... He was Kanye. Yeah. Kanye West. Yeah. He's had cameras. He's hired cameras right. to follow him around. He hired cameras. Yeah. So so it's like That's a choice. That, that's his makeup, bro. Yeah. But in and it regardless of what it is, like I heard the preacher say one time, You born looking like your daddy, but you're gonna die looking like your decisions. Mm. And Kanye West is the sum of his life decisions at this point. It's also led him to some greatness because we we think of him as a musical savant. You know, he's made many lifetimes worth of money, mm-hmm. right? And he's got, I'm sure, some amazing possessions. And he he actually has a cult following in the sense that there's people that hold on to every word he says. They try I, to do everything he does. I don't know nobody that does. Do you? I know some people that agree with Kanye vehemently on every single thing that he says. I, I know one person. But they're Gemini too, so Geminis don't count. <laughs> but I, 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 I mean, think all, I think all Geminis stick together. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know about the, that. Every but. Gemini I know, they will vouch for Kanye, and they vouch for other Geminis. It's the emotional shit. Yeah, um, but I, I feel like he's got the world at his feet, mm-hmm. and yet, if you can get that, what else do you want? You can also pay for help. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you see a runaway a runaway train, you know, and you see what's coming, don't you have a responsibility to like help redirect them? I just feel like he's becoming a caricature of of himself at this point, and so the people around him, they're just letting that train run away. But who's around him? I've never I've I've never seen anybody around him. Well, he's got people around him. I mean, he talked about that in the interview. You know, he spoke about how, you know, he's got like a trainer that he works out on a personal level and they drop some information about him. And it's, like, he's got people around him, most definitely. I mean, 
Pusha T even went as far as to say, when you hear me, you hear the old Kanye. Mm. Pusha is like, as far as rap goes, Pusha is one of his right hand men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You got, when he came out with that last um, project he did last year, all those artists had to go to Montana or Wyoming, wherever he Wyoming, has it. Yeah, Wyoming. the big ranch. Mm. And none of them sent verses. They had to go record, but they had to go be with him, right? And so I'm not saying that these people are real intimate with him, but like I I doubt he's devoid of anyone around him, you know? I, I don't think that they have that type of relationship. They may not, but somebody does. Because the guy the guy literally has the last time he was on Drink Champs earlier this year, mm-hmm. he's like, yo, when I travel the world, I just go. Because I know so many people. I'm never not home. Mm-hmm. I know people here. I know people there. And when you listen to him talk, even on this last episode of Drink Champs, he dropped so many names about so many people that he was personal with, especially on the business level, that I I think it's highly unlikely that there's nobody around him. I think the people that are around him, just like J. Cole said, and Lost Ones, mm-hmm. they yes men. Yeah. You know? Maybe he needs to get a coach. Tony Robbins. Tony, Tony Robbins is <laughs> coach him up. You know what I mean? Tony Robbins is <laughs> coach him up. You know what I'm saying? He'll get him right. I don't know. I, he I, might be a better Kanye after that. Yeah. I'm 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 lost. I'm I'm lost for words though. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm lost for words. Uh, I don't I don't think that. I don't think he could be helped. He may be too far gone. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and that, that I don't you have money's not an issue. Nah. Right. So yeah. money's not an issue. Your money gives access to power. Like, who could say something to you? Yeah. Like power if, if 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 you power corrupts having money that corrupts even more i think money in the wrong money in corrupt hands is corrupt money is just a tool money's just a tool it's just an inanimate object but the money also gives you access to things that most people don't have yeah so most most people that are like let's use our relationship for an example right i'm saying you're wealthy I'm not. I'm, <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll receive that blessing on my life in Jesus with name. my left and my right hand. In Jesus' name. So, so we're <laughs> we're in the same position. Yeah. I'm saying, and we have a relationship. Right. Um, I think that there's a certain level of respect and value that we have. For me, I don't. I don't care about money. Mm-hmm. As as long as as long as I have, I'm good, bro. Yeah. I I'm not looking at the bank account. I, I value the relationship. Right. So I'm saying based off of, of me, mm-hmm. bro, I could be a mil- I could be a millionaire or billionaire. I'm still going to wear $20 shirts. Yeah. I'm still going to wear King's table shirts everywhere I go. There you go. I'm saying, um, I say that now because I ain't, I don't know what a billion, I don't know what a B feel like or uh, M feel like. I'd like to know. <laughs> But um, so my 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 point is like, yo, so the relationship that we have, where we're at a certain level, yeah, it changes. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So there's certain people that we have. Like I have folks that I came up with. You can't really give me much advice because you're not where I'm at. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So so like a, a lot of times people may try to chime in. So I, I remember when I was a young parent. Mm-hmm. Before I had. When I was a young parent. I had issues with parenting. Mm-hmm. And I would confide in friends that didn't have kids. Yeah. That's the wrong place to go get. And they would give me advice. But I so I'm thinking to myself, like, God damn, you you don't got kids. Yeah. Like what you're saying don't make sense. Right. Cause you can't relate to my reality. Mm-hmm. The reality that we live, the realities that we live is is two completely rela- different realities. Right. So it's like, I hear you, but I don't think you understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like having to wake up two, three in the morning. Right. To feed somebody, and you got to be up at six in the morning. Yeah. And they yelling. <laughs> yeah. And, and you got to be fully functional. Yeah. And they don't take no for an answer. And, they, and you can't really stop a baby from crying. All right. All right. You and know. That, and they, they ain't going right back to sleep. They, they sure don't want to. Hey, when they stop crying, they go on play. Yeah. So you got to. You don't want to play at three o'clock in the morning. No, sir. Because my alarm clock going up at five. I'm going to give you a little bit of this double oak, <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> but no, I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's got to get some right people in his. But who are those right? Because I think all the names that he named, mm-hmm. I don't think that. I, I think that they're just names and they're not relationships. I think it has to be somebody who does not revere him. Because the thing about people that are egomaniacs is they they actively seek out people to, like, give them praise, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and Kanye's looking for praise. If you just listen to the way he talks, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he talks as if he's, you know, from another planet or mm-hmm. something. Like, he's another race. Like, he's just higher, a higher being than us. Um, Do you think he's a clone? Well, he, he could be from the planet X. He could be from Nibiru. Okay. Okay. I, I think we on to something now. Could be from the fifth dimension. I think we're on to something. <laughs> so when when was he? He might when, be a nephilim. When, when was he admitted to the hospital? I have no idea. This was two years. Was it two years ago? I don't know. I think it was two years. I think it's. I think it was twenty because it was definitely during the pandemic when he had an episode. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah, it had to be twenty twenty. And our engineer was supposed to be. Engineer and producer and but, researcher was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think. But but hold on a second. Let's yeah. let's dwell on this because he's he hasn't been the same since he's been admitted to the hospital. I think he hasn't been the same since his mom passed. That's one level. Because I, I it just seemed like there was a shift in him. That's one level. Yeah, and I, I think there's just some stuff he didn't do. do, 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 do. That's one level. Yeah, that's my Mario Brothers level. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I mean, because if you look at the music, it, it started to change then Drastically. with the 808s yeah, and, yeah. and then uh, the Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I, I feel like was the last. 20, he was admitted in 2016? That long ago? 2016. Six years ago. It was that long ago? Golly. So, all right, so let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. Does the pandemic exclude, like, 2019, 2020? 2021. In what sense? Like, did those years just not count? Yeah, they counted. How? Of course they counted. How? Because you lived them. 
Yeah, but nothing happened. A lot happened. Like what? Well, let's see. We have you bought a house. Okay, though. Okay, <laughs> though. We have nationwide a mini mansion. Okay, though. We have nationwide protests that spread across the world. Okay, right in a pandemic during the middle of a pandemic. Okay, okay. We had a global pandemic that shut down essentially the world. Right, especially in the industrialized. So that nations. was the pause, bro. No, no, there was no pause. The only thing is, we just couldn't gloss over what was happening. Okay, we had to okay. stop and live in it. Okay. Okay. That's I think that's why the pandemic has such a major impact on people. Like the pandemic, there's no person I don't think was that was impacted by the pandemic. That was impacted that or was that was not, not? impacted okay. by the pandemic. Okay. Right. You didn't have to have COVID to have a direct impact on your life from I had a know, great impact pandemic. on COVID. Well yeah. COVID had a great <laughs> impact on me, my fault. You got to do some cheap traveling. Hey, $60 flights, bro. Man, it, was hey. a, it was a great time in America. I love the pandemic. Give us another one. Well, I wouldn't say that. And listen, I can't take another one. Yo, nuke us. Give us a nuke. You, you talking like Kanye <laughs> now. Give, a, give us a nuke. Talking like send, that, send that nuke, Rush. Rush, Rush. But no, I think I think Kanye, <laughs> man, he 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 is uh he's he's saying a lot of things. One thing I, I think he does really well is he's able to play to multiple audiences, right? So he can play to the white lives matter crowd. He plays to the black Israelite crowd very well. He doesn't. I think he does. He doesn't. Because he gives them he, he gives, gives them light, the light that they don't have. Yeah. Well right? that's that's good. That's publicity for them. Yeah, it's publicity, you know. but you're you're not a good representation of the black black Israelites. You're not yeah. a good representation. Yeah. That's that's like somebody that's like me saying I'm Muslim, mm-hmm. right? But I'm eating bacon and yeah. pork chops. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like, yo, the black Israelites. So I I believe I believe mm-hmm. ev- every group of every faith group Mm-hmm. Holds a truth, mm-hmm. right? I don't think that there's a, a definitive truth in in faith. Mm-hmm. There's there's no uh, absolute when it comes to what somebody believes or their spiritual journey. When his, historically, I think they all come together, but it's a matter of what you choose to believe, what makes you comfortable. The Black Israelites they hold a lot of truth. When it comes to biblical history, history, not quite. And, so if you, if pers- you, okay, let me hear your perspective. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you read the, so the black Israelites was started in a small town in Missouri in 19, it was this history. I believe it was 1921 or something. Buckley, Missouri. Buckley, Missouri. I think it was Buckley, Missouri. If you could look up where, where the, this where nigga's smart. Yo, we need. I'm, I, I'm not sure. Can, the I, town. can I pause here real quick? Go ahead. So this is something that we have to add. And it's going to be a, a button that says that nigga smart. <laughs> <laughs> but but if we if we look at it, I believe in 1892. Um, 1886. 1886. The guy who started the black Israelite movement. He kind of came up with his doctrine and their entire doctrine is based off of Deuteronomy 
chapter 26, verse 78. And essentially, I'll I paraphrase. It, I think it starts in Exodus. No, well, no, the actual, so the actual verse that they hinge their belief on is Deuteronomy 26, sure, but 78. The, but the journey starts in Exodus. That's about the Jews. But if you believe, if you look at Deuteronomy 26 and 78, it says, um, 26 and 26 and 68, mm-hmm. it says, the Lord will send you back into ships to, the Lord will send you back in ships to Egypt. On a journey, I said you should never make again. There you will offer yourself for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. Mm. And so the black Hebrew Israelites use that as the verse to say that they were the lost 12, 12 lost tribes of Israel, right? And that the fact that West African slaves were sold into, into slavery, right, that the 12 tribes were sold into slavery. But if you look at the, at the transatlantic slave movement or whatever you want to call it, the slave trade, those Africans were not sold to themselves. Those Africans were kidnapped from, you know, mm-hmm. opposing tribes and they had a buyer. They had buyers all over the world. Right. So that does not directly apply in the way that it was written to the black his his Hebrew Israelites, mm-hmm. right? Um, the other thing is they didn't go to Egypt, right? They were sold across the world. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Now Egypt, now that verse right there pertains to the Israelites, right? Now, whether we want to talk about whether they were black or white, the thing is the black Hebrew Israelites believe that the Jews, what we call Jews today, are not true Hebrews, which they are not. They're Ashkenazi Jews, right, which is a race that came about, I believe, in like the 1700s or something like that, 1600s, 1700s, when Germanic tribes crossed paths with Israeli Jews in Europe, right? And they, they became called Ashkenazi, right? Which, ironically, the last four letters of that word, Ashkenazi, Nazi, Nazi. right? And you can apply that to uh, Adolf Hitler, Mm -hmm. right? Whose lineage was, um, it was Jewish, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he he was a Jew. Jew. He was a a racial Jew, Mm -hmm. right? Um, As a matter of fact, he wasn't even German. He was Austrian, right? Which, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where these Ashkenazis came from, right? But... The thing with the black Hebrew Israelite thing is that is something that placates a missing piece of of our history because we have to fill in blanks. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, unfortunately, with the African tribes, many of them had no written history, right? In sub-Saharan Africa and also in West Africa, many of those tribes didn't have written history. They had oral history, right? And that's a part of our history that's missing because since it wasn't written down, it, it wasn't passed down, especially when European colonizers came to destroy the traditions of the people that were there. Mm-hmm. So they took their stories and said, you can't tell those stories anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And those histories were lost. Not only were they lost, they were co-opted by what they call them now African mystery religions, if you look at some of the secret 
uh, societies and fraternities that exist today and you transpose their levels and you transpose their ranks against some of the Egyptian and Kemetic religions, you'll see that they have stolen that from us. And the West Africans, unfortunately, kidnapped one another and sold themselves into slavery to white Europeans, right? Also, Arabs, they sold themselves to. Indians, they sold themselves to. And so for black people, unfortunately, the African-American is faced with the harsh reality that he knows that his history starts not in a slave ship or not on the shores of South Carolina, your history starts in Kemet. Your history starts in Eden, right? Because you are the first original man, but there's pieces missing. Mm-hmm. And so when there's pieces missing, I have to fill it in with something. And what we've done is we've told ourselves, I know that we are God's chosen people. While we may not on paper be God's quote unquote chosen, we are a part of his story nonetheless, right? Moses married a woman named Miriam. Miriam was a Cushite, which was an African, an Egyptian woman. There's two women in the lineage of Christ who are black women, right? But we would rather not tell ourselves that story because we, unfortunately, for a lot of West Africans, right, their first encounter with Christianity came from a colonizer, right? But if you read your Bible and you go back to the New Testament, you'll find that one of the very first Christians outside of Judea was an Ethiopian who went back and started the Jewish Ethiopian tribe, right? To this day, there's a tribe of Ethiopians that say that they have the Ark of the Testimony right there in Addis Ababa, in the capital of Ethiopia, and no man outside of the Levite priest who run that temple has ever seen the inside mm-hmm. of it because black men run it. Is the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm, there? Mm-hmm. We don't know that. All we know is it's been lost to history, right? But that's the history that we don't teach ourselves. We have allowed ourselves to be taught this history that our, that we begin with slavery, Our slaves, yeah. which automatically makes us inferior. But I, but I don't think that's something that we automatically teach ourselves. I think that's that's the pre... That's what's been given to us, yeah. right? Yeah. But instead Cause, of going cause, back... Because in elementary school, what you learn about black people is that we were slaves that came from Africa. Right. And if we ain't careful, not to go off on too much of a diatribe, but if we're not careful, we're going to allow ourselves to be taught... Diatribe. That we were... I'm going to write that down. <laughs> that we were migrant workers, right? Yeah. You know, right now in the state of Texas there's a concerted effort to not only ban black books by black authors about the black experience. There's a concerted effort in states like Texas, Tennessee, Virginia, to also change the way we talk about slavery. And in Texas, they've literally, literally started to write in history books that the blacks came here as migrant workers. Right. But, when we look at what really happened, we didn't come here voluntarily. We were kidnapped and sold into slavery by our own people. And then we were brought here to do a job. And ever since black people have been in this country, our biggest value has been to entertain and to work the field. And so now, if we fast forward to today, to guys like Kanye West, he's still entertaining the masses, right? 
and when he says things that where his truth runs counter to fact, it causes a confusion. And then there are many who are caught up in his confusion and believe it to the point where they can look in the mirror and not believe the truth of themselves. And that's why I feel like he's a dangerous man. Because I see far too many people saying, oh, he's a genius. He's just misunderstood. Even though he may be, if his name were not Kanye West and he was just standing on the corner mm-hmm. saying the things that he said, yeah. you would say that man is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yet what he says has no weight, no value. Mm-hmm. But because he's made a name for himself in entertainment, he's somehow more valuable. Which also points to the fact that as America, we are in trouble because we place a little bit too much weight on the things that our entertainers have to say, right? He's going to be our next president. He may well be. If, if, because I, I don't, I, I think that he's very parallel to Trump. Yeah. And, and the same way that the media gave Trump the platform based off of all the controversy yeah. Like America, yo, we soaked it up. Yeah, we soaked it up. It was entertaining. I've been saying like, you're you're getting more media ads if you have a Trump clip on your yeah. on your show. Mm-hmm. If there's a everything that he did, the media built him up to be that person. Yeah.